All right, we're live. I'm going to be interviewing Amber Walker today from Amber Walker Events. This is John Papaloni and the John Papaloni Show. Amber, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to usually do a little bit of an introduction, but I kind of missed that. So okay. I'm going to start off. How about you introduce yourself, what you do currently? Sure. Uh, so I'm the CEO of Amber Walker Events, and I plan a lot of corporate events. Since COVID, we've transitioned to doing a lot of wedding proposals. Um, and then I do business consulting as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did you get into that? Business consulting? Yes. Well, I built a successful business and brand. And I have so many entrepreneurs reaching out to me that are just kind of, you know, they don't know what to do and they uh, don't know how to start what I basically created. And so I kind of just thought, wow, there's a need for this. I can help people do what I have actually done. So, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like that. Yeah. Like, let's go back. I mean, because you started off Amber Walker Events, right? Yeah. And what age did you start that? Um, I started Amber Walker events at 19. At 19. Wow. Yeah. Do I dare ask how many years ago that was? <laughs> I'd have to kill you. But no, it's been, it, no, it's been like about uh, six years since I've started Amber Walker events. And I've been in the industry for a lot longer than that, which doesn't really make sense because I was 19. But I just started very young planning events. Absolutely. I get it. I was in the uh, nightclub business myself. Believe it or not, I in the nightclub business, not myself. I mean, I'm making it sound like we're both in the nightclub. Business. No, but I was in the nightclub business, but I started at age uh, 15. Yeah. But I didn't tell everybody I was 15. I said I was 19. <laughs> That's how you have to do it. That's how you have to start. Get your foot in the door. Right. Absolutely. That's so right. makes sense. Well, that's great. Like what inspired you? What inspired me? Uh, you know, I always try to pinpoint this one. It's always a tricky question for me because I just really, you know, I just kind of fell into events. I was living in a small town and I had um, I had a mentor who used to do a lot of charity events within our city and our town. And I just thought it was so much fun and I wanted to get involved. So I started creating my own charity events. So I started doing stuff for the Breast Cancer Society, the Red Cross. And I was just raising money from like on my own because I thought it'd be fun and wanted to help out. And then I was like, oh, wow, I'm I'm kind of good at this, you know, like I could I could make a career out of this. Um, so it was just I guess I had a mentor. I guess the answer, simple answer is I had a mentor that inspired me. Well, that's good. What yeah. was like, if you don't mind me getting a little personal, sure. what was your biggest event that you were a part of? My biggest event that I was part of, uh, well, I do a lot of corporate trade shows in um, Chicago. And so that was probably one of the bigger events I've done uh, and worked on. We were doing trade shows for um, like Fortune 500 companies like Google, Apple, and they were all like delegates that, you know, attended our event. So that was a big deal just because of the level of audience that we were dealing with, you know, VIP VIP people with VIP needs, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> and see, I just learned something. I didn't realize that you actually went outside of Canada. I do. Yeah. In fact, I'm actually doing an event in Miami today and I have one on Friday in Miami. Holy moly. That's awesome. I know. Wow. Like that's, that's incredible. And that, like, that's the other thing, right? Like uh, we, we all got hit with COVID. Yeah. Hospitality got hit. Yeah. And hit hard. Yeah. Right. So obviously that's affected you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it affected me in a little bit, but it's all about it's all about adapting, like uh, being like a chameleon in in the entrepreneurship. So, like, I was like, you know, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and kind of figure out how do you adapt to the circumstances you're in because, you know, if you're not changing, if you're not growing, then you're not living, and you're not, you know, your business isn't growing. So for me, uh, it it did affect me, but I was like, no, this is not going to affect me. Like my mindset was stronger than COVID-19. So my business has grown bigger this year than it did in previous years because of COVID-19, because I was so focused on going the opposite way. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That, and that's the thing, right? That's when I started noticing more proposals, yeah. right? Like, I mean, and, and that's, that's what intrigued me a lot, actually, because we're a lot of people in this space had shut down, whether emotionally, physically, or whatever, and it's sort of like I saw you sort of kind of took a break, at least from online, yeah. kind of took a break, a very short one, mind you. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, something else popped up and it's like, whoa, you found a loop. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. You just got to find a loophole in everything. Yeah. 
yeah, like how did you come up with proposals? Like how did you make that work? So, I mean, I started proposals like about two and a half years ago. I uh, have a friend and um, I was just, you know, she's a matchmaker. And so I was kind of like, I plan corporate events for a very high level audience of people. And I was trying to figure out a way of how I could stay into their lives after I'm done their corporate event. And if they don't have time to do their corporate event, they certainly don't have time to plan their dates or their wedding proposals, but they have the money to do so. So it's a little bit of a luxury niche, right? So, um, I was just starting thinking about it. And then, you know, I, 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 um, you know, reached out to a friend and, you know, they, they were like, yeah, there's a market in that. So I kind of first was going into dates and then I did proposals, throw it, threw it up on my website and I just got bombarded with calls. It was before, now there's other proposal planners trying to do what I'm doing, but, but it was prior to all of that happening. Um, so uh, yeah, so that was just kind of how it started. And then it just kind of took a life of its own. So now I have Amber Walker's, you know, corporate event planner, and then Amber, the love proposal planner. And it's just, it requires two sides of me. I'll tell you. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. So yeah. So obviously I imagine there's going to be expansion plans coming. Oh yes, that's right. Um, I just expanded in Miami. I have my, uh, a Chicago team in Chicago and I have a, a team in, um, New York. So, uh, right now it's, it's going pretty good. I'm not complaining. Well, that's amazing. Like, what would you say is your biggest struggle out of all this? Uh, struggle in what sense? What do you mean? Well, I mean, um, well, every business has a, um, a point where they like every business has a weak point. So I shouldn't say weak, mm -hmm. but I mean, a point that, that sort of, uh, you know, entrepreneurs feel like, yeah, like uh, stressed the most that for sure. And, uh, well, I think, just for me, I'm always trying to be better than I am before. And I don't settle with just like staying stagnant very well. So I'll be like, I'm exhausted. And I'm doing a lot of the things myself because I have a certain type of aesthetic. And it's trying it, trying to teach people how to do it and how to bring the Amber, you know, Walker events vision to life and make sure that they get the same quality that like I have set forth. So for me, it's like, as I keep calling, it's growing pains. It's growing pains. Right, which is good. Yeah. I, I mean, we all go through them. That's right. That's so. right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm I'm in terms of uh like even in events, right? So a lot of times a lot of people have problems even with staffing. Mm -hmm. and, and what you just mentioned is a bit of a uh, staffing issue. A bit, not totally, but yeah, have you ever had it where did you, okay, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Have you ever gotten a no show? On, a, on, a, on, on an a, event where you had someone planned or you had just say you got 10 people to show up and just say nine only showed up. Um, no, I have not. I've had, I've, I'm very lucky with the vendors that I, you know, work with and the people that I work with, like they're very loyal. I have, I honestly, I think I just posted a reel. I have the best team in the business they're amazing. And so I, I can't say that I have, but I know that could be a very real thing for some people. But I would say like, you have to do your due diligence on like, you know, vetting the people that you're working with. Um, you know, actually, I, I know what, now that I'm thinking about it, I did have a photographer no show, actually. Now I'm thinking one time, but I had a plan B and you always have to have a plan B. So that it didn't even affect me. It was like a small hiccup. But um yeah, nothing too super significant in that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, right? like yeah, like uh, I remember going through that myself. Where it's like sitting there nine o'clock, and I'm gonna show up. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you're so. on you're on edge and whatnot. But yeah. I, I I'm a firm believer in like mindset work for being an entrepreneur. Like every entrepreneur, the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, they're all about mindset. So if you like. I always go in believing that it's going to be po like positive and everything's going to work out. And then I have a plan B as like a 5% plan B. I don't go, there's some people that go into it with like, they're like, I've got a 90% plan B and a, like, you know, and they've got, you know, plan A is 10%. I don't believe in that. Like, it's just, it's like, everything's going to work out. And worst case scenario, I've got my plan B and that's it. You know what I mean? That makes a huge difference for everything, whether you're trying to get a client or keep a client. You have to have that mindset. Oh, for sure. Mindset is everything. That's right. right. And, and, and let's face it, entrepreneurship is really about problem solving. 
Mm -hmm. Right. Because yeah. anyone can have an idea and, and people can, you know, come up with a thousand ideas in, in a day, but very few people execute it and execute it well, which is something that seems to be a very good strength of yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is people come up with ideas and they just don't know how to execute them. But most of the time it's because of fear, you know, their feel of feel of Fear of failure is a real thing for entrepreneurs. It's a fear from it's a it's a it's it's an issue with me when people look at me. They'll be like, "She's not scared of anything." That's not true. I just dive right into that fear like head on. Like I'm like I'm walking off a cliff and I'm like, I guess I'll see if I fall or you know I guess hopes hopefully there's a ledge at the end that you know catches me basically. And that's entrepreneurship defined in like a, a perfect situation. Like when I started proposals, it could have gone either way. I started a company called Popbox Proposals which is a proposal in a box during COVID that could have gone either way. It's just, you just basically throw whatever you want at the wall and see what sticks or, you know, you know, sticks and that's it. True. Well, what is that pop up in a box? Uh, so that's basically uh, a proposal in a box that basically has everything you need to kind of create a, like a, a romantic experience wherever you are, whether it be at your house. And so there's an instruction um, video that's sent by me of how to set it up. So there's three different options. One of them is like our aisle proposal. One's like a picnic picnic in a box um and so basically it just has everything candles marry me signs um blankets pillows like literally everything to make it like a cute instagram proposal in a box on like a cost effective you know budget right i'm gonna i was debating asking this question but i'm gonna do it anyways okay um have you ever had a, a proposal set up where the person uh, the woman said no if i had ever a dime for every time i've gotten asked that no, I have a perfect track record and I would like to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> because I figure like if you're going to hire me that like, you know, that they're going to say yes. So, so I'm guessing you, you, you have a lot of like a system that you go through to uh, get the answers out. So you know what to expect. You mean like, at, like from the, the couple or from, from the, well, the client? Well, yeah, from the client. Like when, uh, when, a, when a proposal comes up, I'm assuming that it's not uh, both people. That is only usually the guy. Or... Yeah, it's usually the guy, but usually right. they're together for a long period of time. So they usually know. And then I also like to say that, you know, once you see my proposal, I really doubt she would say no or he would say no because we are living in 2021. That's true. Right. And we are, you know, we are inclusive here but often it's it's you know the gents however i have had a woman pop the question to a man before oh that that again it's 2021 you should expect that that's right but it's still something that takes you back when you hear it yeah but i was like listen of course we'll do it and guess what they are married and i've actually planned uh two of his birthday parties after the fact so they've just rehired me for his because she's like a romantic and she kind of believes that you know like she could do something romantic for her man too so that's kind of where she was at so i was into it awesome equality yeah exactly <laughs> so that, that's the thing right so there that shows repeat business which is obviously a sign of your high level service yep that's right right which is fantastic now let me ask you something have you ever considered the traditional, you know, go to school, get a good education, get a good job, you know. Um, like you mean, would I consider it for myself? No. Have you ever, like, when you were younger, like, has was it ever even an option, or did you know right away you were you're you're gonna do something for yourself? The heck with the rest of the stuff. Well, okay, so I mean, I went to school for special event planning, and so I always wanted to go to school when I was young. I always wanted to actually own a hotel. So I was always going to be in the hospitality industry. Um, so, but for me, I grew up in the, with a bunch of entrepreneurs. My brother and sister actually both work like a nine to five job and they like it. And that's, you know, it works for them. But for me, I worked a nine to five job and I thought for a while there that I was like, I was exhausted from school and it worked for a couple of years until I was like, wait, this is not me. And I'm like, okay, I need to like, I need to like, figure this out. I need to do something for myself. I'm helping someone else build their business when I am meant to do this. But really, if to answer your question, I, I kind of knew ever since I was younger and I, I kind of, you know, went off the path a little bit and then got back on. 
that makes sense yeah. right and, and that's how i feel a lot of times you kind of just know yeah. right like i mean like even sometimes like myself even going through school i wasn't a school person yeah like i showed up but you, you right away you can tell like it just wasn't me yeah, entrepreneurs are just not really meant for school and they like they they try and create this learning that's like one way that like if you do not answer the question or do it like then they're like there's like you know a multiple choice questions and like I remember in, I was in college and they would you know answer and I would like be like you have to pick the most right and I would be like you know adding details in the multiple choice about like details that you're not supposed that's not how they want you to think like i'm like explaining the multiple choice to them being like this one's right because of this this one they don't like that you know what i mean and that's how entrepreneurs are we're like we're free thinkers you we can't be checking boxes and making it like it's a perfect answer we're like we're pro and conning things in our head you know what i mean i do i do <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. Right. And that's the thing, right? It, it, you're either in it or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, the word entrepreneur is this cool word that everybody wants to get on board. And I believe you can be an entrepreneur or you can be a business person and still be working for yourself. Not everybody's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Working for yourself, owning a business doesn't make you an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur tends to take many adventures. Like, like I said, you've already got three. Mm -hmm. I mean, two of them are kind of related to each other. But the point is, there's three different sections of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and a, a business owner would have them that thought of, I've got to focus on this. And I've got to, you know, I mean, make this the best. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But obviously you're a creator. Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's your passion. That's your strength. Yeah. Events happens to be what you're creating. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just what I'm, it's just, you know, it's just like, you know, I can't go to bed and not have like my mind racing. If you're an entrepreneur, your mind's racing and, you're, and things like, you know, adventurous ideas are keeping you up at night, then you're probably an entrepreneur. If you're not living like that, mm, probably not. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Totally get that. Now, I was going to ask you something and my mind wandered. Uh, oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> doesn't happen often, but it does. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you're everywhere. You're in the States. You're in there. You're in Toronto. Have you ever had a regular place like what's your, like do you have a regular venue that you do you know week in week out like like your favorite venue or your favorite favorite venue um great question i work with the shangri-la a lot a lot especially during covid we partnered and we actually created like a suite that was available um throughout for people to like book romantic dinners because you couldn't go out anywhere so we we did do that and i was doing wedding proposals i planned eight events over the course of valentine's day for them so like i do a lot of stuff with them and um whenever they have like a romantic experience they like just send the clients automatically to me so i just get a lot of um bookings from them naturally but i've also done corporate events with them so they're amazing and they're just fabulous to work with um i also work with hotel x often for wedding proposals because they have an incredible view um and i basically have been working with them since the hotel opened um so uh yeah so it's been i work with a lot of hotels in the city it's hard to pick a couple because now i do so many i just call them all up and i'm like hey maurice hey this hey that can you help me because it's always last minute these days you know honestly yeah true that makes sense well especially with everything that's been going on it's hard to plan something you don't even know if things are open yeah mm -hmm. it's right difficult it's very difficult that's why you have to have really good relationships and for me like so many people lost their jobs like in the hotel industry which was so unfortunate so it was like only some of the people that i was working with are still there and so i've had to make new relationships so that's had a whole challenge before it was a little easier now i have to call new people but you know it is what it is true enough absolutely mm -hmm. so okay um right right okay so yeah that makes sense so those are your two I, yeah, those are your favorite spots which is great um I'm going to actually ask you the opposite now. Mm -hmm. Is there a place that you sort of, your work, you're sort of like, I hope not. It's not there. I hope it's not there. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't, I would never, I would never talk badly about like a, a, a venue space. But the nice thing about the way my business works is people call me and then they, they let me choose 
really. I don't, I don't ever have a client that's like, I want to do an event here. They always are like, Amber, I have this date in mind, help me. And it's, it's open-ended. I create the decor. I create the venue. I pick the food. I pick everything and they pay the bill. Nobody ever micromanages me ever. So I, I work where I want to work. That makes sense. Sorry, where I was going with the question was not necessarily that you didn't like the business. Okay. I was meaning more that you found it difficult, like maybe logistics the, of it. The working with the client or working with the venue. Working with the venue, maybe just because the way things are positioned. Maybe like you have a certain decor you want and that positioning doesn't really work. Like once again, not really because I design it based on the venue. So I'll create a decor vision and I'll come up with a budget. I'll do re or a a budget of decor vision. And then I kind of figure out from there what venue I want to work with based on that. Like I don't do it the other way around. And like, if some, if there's something, a venue is difficult, I'll just not work with them. Like I just simply won't, that's pretty cutthroat, but I'm just like, I just, I just don't want to, especially if it's just, it has some problematic, you know, issues or I've had an ex like a problem in the past. I just, no, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in terms of your industry, like in terms of the event industry, after everything that happened, what if somebody, you know, is like loves the events, they want to get into the events. Do you have any advice for them? Like where, where should they start? Um, I always say you need to start with um, volunteering. Like realistically, I started volunteering um, on everything I could get my hands off. I mean, I think I graduated with like 500 volunteer hours from high school. Um, and I was like, on every committee I was doing, I was on prom committee. I was doing things for the Red Cross. I was doing things for a local group called Harmony. I was doing things for the food bank and I was creating an event out of nothing. Um, and I was just volunteering. I was in the domestic violence home helping with their events. So it's like you learn with other people. You learn what not to do. You learn from challenges. All of these things will add up to your experience. So when you start doing it for yourself, you know exactly what to do. And you're learning not on your dime or your client's dime, but somebody else's dime. And that is important because you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you just need the experience. Like I went to school for event planning, but my experience with volunteering was um, – you know, honestly, what helped me grow as a business owner, I would say event planning was just help me get my foot into the door, but it didn't really, you know, show me what to do as an event planner. Not really. Right. So the experience uh, is definitely what it, what made the uh, difference. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now in terms of even vendors and stuff, mm -hmm. how do you choose a vendor? How do you like, because let's face it, there's a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you like decide who you want to work with? Um, for me, I, I just kind of go on my gut a little bit. And like, I've, I've had some good experiences. I read a lot of references. I, you know, listen to people from the industry and I'd be like, you know, who do you work with? And then I'll chat with them. And then, you know, I've, of course, I've had a few vendors I've had to get rid of, but I've never had like any terrible experiences but I look for people that are entrepreneurs like me that have the same hustle and drive because like I want someone that you know if my client calls you know in the last hour and they're like I need this I need that person to make it happen a big company is not appealing to me because you know they just don't care about the client or the relationship you know at any given time my decorator my audiovisual i can call them up in the last hour and i'm like i need this or this is what's going on and they're like no problem amber and so you need that when you're an entrepreneur because you you depend on the people that do what they do best so you can do what you do best do you know what i mean absolutely yeah I get it. I get it. Yeah. Now, yeah. So in terms of um, obviously, like events is where you're at now. Do you see and you know you're doing business consulting. Yeah. Do you see yourself doing something like writing a book as an example? If I could only find the time, maybe, maybe, maybe as I'm a little bit uh, older, then maybe I'll have the time to, you know, when I settle down and my business is a little bit more, um, it runs a little bit more by itself, but um, I see myself having a TV show. Oh, okay. We unraveled something. Yeah. I see myself having a TV show. You know what I mean? Um, 
I, I have, I, I can't talk too much about it, but that could be in the works. Uh, that makes sense. I get it. Oh, I was going to ask you, you know, is it going to be along the lines of what you're doing or is it? Uh... It is. Okay. It's going to be along the long, the long, so stay tuned people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a uh, book could happen. You never know with, with me. It's just, um, I don't know if, I am if I'm so much of a writer. I've I've talked about somebody doing like a ghost writing for me because I tell people all these stories that I have and they're like, you should write a book, but I don't know. We'll see. That's true. Well, yeah, ghostwriting is, you know, a good way to get at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it makes sense. But you've already been on TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm a guest expert on City Line. How did you get that? Um, well, so um through some business contacts, I was filming something and the producer, she was a freelance and during COVID, she started at City Line and um, we stayed friends and, you know, she saw the potential in proposals and she was like, Amber, let's do a segment. I want to do a segment. And she's like, let's get you on here as a guest expert. And she's like calling me and she's just like, I have this idea. I want to do a live proposal. I want to do this. I want to do that. Can we do it? And we need to do it in three weeks. And I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And I just like, you know, just hustled and created it. And, um, you know, I was really lucky. And so now whenever they have anything kind of along the lines of that type of uh, segment, they give me a call and it's, it's, it's an honor, really. Right. Well, see, you have the same mentality I do. Yeah. Somebody asks you something and it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Say yes and figure out how to do it later. That's right. Because <laughs> sometimes those opportunities. They don't come around every day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. Like, I, I mean, like I saw it online. Like I saw it and I was like looking and going like, really? That was interesting. I did not expect that. <laughs> but that was awesome. Thank you. Like, I, I just find like your positivity is so radiant and so. You know what I mean? Like it's inspiring. Thank you. Right? I mean, it, like it's like you don't let anything hold you down. I love it. You know what? I try. You know, I, I, I I'm not. I, you know, I honestly, this is a, tr a trying thing because I just like everyone. It's just like COVID. It all, you know, it, it, it got to me too. I'm not gonna say like it didn't get to me, but it's like it's like you actively have to try. To, you know, put a smile on. Push yourself. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. What's next? You know what I mean? Like what Drake says, what's next? You know what I mean? And and just try because it's it's a struggle for everyone. You know, most people and most entrepreneurs, they don't even, you know, they don't talk about the struggles. They just, you just see the wins these days on Instagram. But, you know, COVID was hard for everyone. You know, it was hard for me, but I tried to, you know, um, mentally make myself this strong. Well, it makes sense. I mean, it's like you said, like Instagram is all about the wins. That's right. But let's face it. Most people fail more often than they win. Mm -hmm. The wins happen to be just really big. So they stand out, mm -hmm. but nobody sees the, uh, mm -hmm. the failures or, you know, it's usually little failures here and there. Mm -hmm. So, which is awesome. And they add up, they add up and you're like, Oh, why am I doing this? Sometimes I'm like, Oh God, I just want to give up. But then I realize I'm like, Oh, it's just a bad day. It's not a bad life. It's not a bad business. It's just a bad day. You get up and do it. You start all over again tomorrow. Yeah, that, that, exactly. Tomorrow's another day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, going into all this, right? What is your biggest inspiration? Like what, what makes, what fuels you? Hmm. What fuels me? Um, the fear of being mediocre. That's a deep thought, but it's true. The fear I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I just have been since I was young, I just knew and felt like deep in my soul, I was meant for something. And I, for some reason, just, I just felt like I could, I don't want to live up to my potential. So it, it makes me, you know, push myself every day. I, um, just don't want to, you know, think about in, you know, in the future, I could have done this, or I should have done this, or I, 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 I was good at that, but I didn't do it because I was too scared. Do you know what I mean? It's just the fear of just not living up to my potential. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I was, you know, another thing I was going to bring up is the term balance, mm -hmm. right? And what are your thoughts on balance? And I'll, I'll let you know what, what my thoughts are after. You know, I have different days and I, I feel differently about it each day. I think balance, okay, balance is important. 
in uh in 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 a way that it's just not realistic for an entrepreneur, but it's it's important. So I try. For example, I went to Muskoka this weekend. I turned off my phone. Well, I didn't turn it off. I gave it to my lovely assistant Bradley to manage the phone calls. But then a crisis hit and he called me. I came out the dock at 3 p.m. and then I had to get on the phone. That was my first day off in like a year. So Balance is important. It just, it's more, it kind of is like increments of like time. But I think balance is very difficult to achieve as an entrepreneur. So you just have to kind of deal with it, to be honest. But maybe try and take, you take your moments and have wine handy. That's what I always say. Just have wine. That's my balance. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So when we see you with a coffee cup, and if it's one of those uh, metallic ones, we know it's really wine in there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So awesome. Yeah. Like in terms of balance, I, I kind of have a similar thought to you. Um, I'm a little bit of a shift in, in my thought about it. And I don't believe balance is possible in the way the general term that people think of it. Yeah. Right. I think balance is whatever you feel comfortable with. That's true. Mm-hmm. What you can get behind, what you can deal with. Yes. Let's face it. If you're, um, if you somehow find a way to make uh, your business uh, Monday to Friday, but you're unhappy doing it. That's not balance just because somebody says that's balance. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I couldn't imagine that. I don't like the idea of like having to just work Monday to Friday. I mean, I, I started, I mean, I quit my nine to five for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You, you thrive on those relationships in those months. And honestly, most of my fun comes from my business and comes from like the people I deal with my vendors you know, going on podcasts, I find this fun. This is balance. I mean, I'm not, I'm not working, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I mean, I have corporate meetings or whatnot and we talk about events and then we have drinks after that's balance. Yeah. What depends on what your, what your definition of balance is, I think. But, but that's exactly yeah. right, right. So I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And, that, and that's the other thing, like even as entrepreneurs, you mix your uh, business and personal together in a way like where your balance is sort of mixed yeah right because even if you're going just say for lunch well you know and with a client well you're still having your wine as you said mm-hmm. you're still having you know you're still out there you're still interacting yeah it's just that you're interacting with your client but yeah. it's still uh, it's still a form of arrest it's not the uh, the same as being on the go yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like if you really love what you do, then it doesn't really feel like work. And that was something that I was taught very young that you should find something that you love that doesn't feel like work and you'll never work a day in your life. So if that case, then I never work at all. Where'd you get that line from? Uh from my parents actually. Okay, so that's what I was going to go next. So they're obviously very supportive of you, of what you're doing. I guess so. They were growing up. They were they were very supportive of me of you know my passions growing up and and uh, as things as I've gotten older, you know it you know life has happened and it's 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 not as much as it used to be. But growing up, I had a lot of support. Right, right. Well, sometimes parents get concerned. Yes, yes, for sure. I think I think my parents' concern when I started my business was. Oh my God, what happens if something happens to my daughter or, um, you know, if, you know, what if she fails? You know, I started very young. I didn't have, you know, a lot of support and I, uh, was living in a really expensive city at the time. So I didn't have a, I didn't have a backup plan, but I just, you know, but you know, that's what life happens, but they were entrepreneurs and they get it. So, uh, yeah. Well, here's the other thing you just said. You don't have a backup plan. Yeah. Right. Did you ever feel that you need one? And what, what do you, how do you respond to someone who says, oh, you should have a backup plan? Um, I don't, I, I guess I go by the, the same motto that Will Smith has. I don't ever have a plan B because it distracts from plan A. Wonderful. That, uh, that's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like a, a quote moment. <laughs> it's, it's a quote moment. It's a mic drop moment, literally. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for people that are that are scared for your well being as like as an entrepreneur, but you just have to believe so hard because I actually believe that if you physically do not stop, you physically cannot fail. It's impossible. You only fail when you stop. 
So I was like, I literally was like, if I have to wait tables in order to support my business, then I will. And luckily I didn't have to, but I was willing to do that in order to keep my business alive and going just so I could keep myself sustainable. But I, luckily I didn't need that. I, 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 I was busy. Uh, it took a little while, but I got myself, you know, going. And I also left, you know, my nine to five very, um, strategically. So I was able to support myself for a while. Absolutely. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of your business, right? Like, do you find, um, do you do any advertising or do you get any random people or is it always referrals? Like was it, what would what, say was your top three sources of uh, leads? Um, it was all, uh, like I have websites right now. I get all a lot from my website, my Instagram and word of mouth. Um, when I first started my business, it was a little bit of both, but, um, a lot of hustle. Like I would just like go on like LinkedIn and just be like, and connect to people and, and just kind of like, you know, see is like, see if we can, you know, make friends or I would go on people's podcasts or I would just chat with people and try to like mingle. I would go to networking events. I was just trying to, you know, get out in the industry and meet people that might need my services in the future and kind of make relationships with them. That was like really important when I started. Right. Which is a key part here. Right. So that, that's one thing I wanted to say, like, I, I love that how you answered that. That's perfect. Right. Cause, um, a lot of times I per like even myself, I constantly get messages, like messages from people never met them. Don't even, they don't follow my content. I don't follow them. Just random. I can help your clients with whatever. Mm -hmm. I've been in the business a while. Who says I need help? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, but it's not, it's not the point. I mean, I always look for opportunity. I'm not saying that, but like, what a way to open up, not a hello, not how you doing, not uh, get to know you. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of, Hey, I can help your clients. Good for you. <laughs> you yeah. Like... No, no, it's, I, I don't, I don't like that vibe. I think you should no. just create the relationship first and then, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, well it, it, that happens a little bit after for sure. Well, absolutely. And that's where I was going with it. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think we're in an era where people want have to know you, like you and trust you mm -hmm. and you have to start somewhere. I mean, look, we're doing through the podcast and really we uh, met through social. Right. Yeah. And, and on top of that, like someone I grew up with or got to know happened to be a DJ at one of your events. Who's that? Bernie. Oh, Bernie. Yeah. Bernie is my, my good friend. He called me yesterday. Um, he's a good friend, but he also works for me and he does all my audio visual. And I, I've been working with him since I started my business. Yeah. And, and that's the thing when I was younger and DJing and uh, yeah, I had a, a lot of help from him as well. I learned a lot from him, even not, not even just DJing stuff. I, I mean, I even learned about like social protocol and how to approach things, but to, like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. It was like a good mentor. He, he is a good, he is very good. He always says that I'm like the, like same as him, but I'm like the younger version of him. So like, we do so much stuff together. We are so much alike. Like we, he, he, he calls himself the energizer bunny. Have you ever heard, heard him say that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the female version of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's full of energy. Definitely. He certainly is. Definitely. I think with me, he met his match and he likes that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. How did you meet him? Well, actually, it's a funny story. When I was um, working at my previous company, my boss, he was doing a Christmas party and he wanted like a karaoke um system and so i was just like kind of googling looking for karaoke systems and then i got him on the phone and then like he was just like well you know bernie he just was like i can do this i can do this i can do this i can do <laughs> and i'm like whoa okay and i'm like so then you know when i left my company i you know i was really good at keeping all of my industry contacts um and then i you know started the company and I reached out and I had like my first event and then he's like, Oh my God, how are you? And then, you know, from there it just, you know, it started and it just hasn't stopped from, you know, just Googling and luck, I guess. Yeah. So that's awesome. But that's my point, right? So you get to know people that way slowly yeah. and you take interest in them, you figure things out and you get to know. And it, I always believe there's six ways of separation mm -hmm. with everybody in the world somewhere along the line. True. Right. So you got to take interest in somebody for them to take interest in you. True. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I love your approach, right? Building that relationship. And, and it's not overnight. Mm -mm. No, it's right? 
I mean, and there's too many people like, you know, it's like Instagram is, I always say it's instant gratification, short form. That's what Instagram short form is. Right. And then everyone wants that short thing. It's like now, now, right now, you know what I mean? Like, and nothing in life, nothing good comes instantly. No. Right. So I love your approach. I love how you built it. That's freaking amazing. Thank right. You. Like it's just like, in a way it's creative and, and it's like, you start off at a young age and you got it right, right off the bat. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. I try. You know, I mean, I hit some hiccups, but I try. Absolutely. Yeah. That, which is great. I mean, you know, kudos to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I've got, I've got the business sides. I always say like a lot of people, like they're set up, they've got their, their kids and their, their marriage. I figured out how to create a business. Haven't figured out the whole love game, but I can plan proposals for other people. So I've got one area of my life figured out. So we just got to figure out the rest. So makes sense. Well, hey, can't be perfect at everything. Hey, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. 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 So in terms of, I noticed you're very consistent. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much with everything. I mean, like even social media, like how, like what, yeah, obviously consistency on, online is uh, important. And you said you get a lot of business from social. Yeah, yeah, that's that's grown. They, um, and, you know, over the years. But, yeah, I do get a lot of business. A lot of people just being like, you know, I love your work. Or they'll check on me or they're following me for their proposals. And then, you know, they ask me, you know, are you available this date? And then, you know, then it starts from there. Right. How do you decide what to post and what not to post? That's a good question. I just I just post whatever I whatever I feel looks good. I guess and there's not like a huge like um, there's not like a huge story behind it. I do like do sometimes research research and like I save ideas that I think are cool. And then like I now have like a video team, like two different video teams and photo teams because I was having so much chat like problems trying to create the content myself because like you know, I'm too busy for it now. So now I just like kind of give inspiration and then they help and they come to my events and do stuff for me. And then the other part is like, I try and do photos while I'm out having a good time because I want to show people the authentic Amber and not that I'm just a business person. Like I am a real person and there is a real person behind Amber Walker events. Absolutely. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, like that's good. That's good. Um, yeah gonna go somewhere else with social one more question about social but it slipped my mind slipped your mind that's okay that's Maybe right. come back. we'll come back to it <laughs> cool so now i'm gonna go to your routine do you have a daily routine i kind of think i know the answer but i kind of want to hear it the routine is not a routine it is as my assistant will say is that i'm like i'm batshit crazy because it's just i wake up and i'm like what's going on now do you know what i mean like i don't i try to have a routine okay i have thing in my calendar that I'm supposed to meditate this morning. I did not meditate this morning or yesterday because I have clients that will call me and it like sets off the whole, it changes the whole routine. Do you know what I mean? I try to do all the right things every day. I try to meditate every day. So maybe I come back in that in the afternoon, but the routine is not a routine. I realized that trying to make a routine will never work for an entrepreneur because things hit the fan and then you have to deal with it. You know, if you want to be successful, if you want to like, I, I, I just, and events are so last minute. So I just haven't been able to do that and I haven't been able to make it happen. I mean, sometimes I have a hard time eating lunch. Yeah. Like, which that's a challenge. That's a challenge. So like the routine is not existent at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you have a, hmm, like I was going to say, what time do you usually wake up or is that everywhere? Usually around eight. Okay. Usually around eight. Like there's some entrepreneurs that wake up at like six in the morning and I'm just like, I can't get behind that unless I have an event. I did wake up at six in the morning for an event on the weekend, but like, like it, it's just, it's all over the place. I know it's like an unpopular thing. Most people are like, I have to have a routine. I have to meditate. I have to do this. That's very common in the entrepreneurial world to be like, I have to start my day off right. But it's very hard to like perfect when your business is growing as rapidly as mine, to be honest. That's, I'm being honest. I'm authentic. Yeah, I'm being authentic here. <laughs> That's true. Now, well, if it's any consolation, today was supposed to be the third day I've gone to the gym. I've yet to go. 
Yeah. And trust me, I really want to. Yeah, you want to. <laughs> and yeah. I feel guilty every time I don't. <laughs> it's challenging, you know. I mean, I I I have a, a trainer. I that helped me because I paid for it. So if I pay for it, I'll go to it. Because if I was just to go to the gym, it's very challenging if an issue comes up. I'll only go if I pay. Yeah, that's the other thing, right? And that's why I don't believe a lot of times in free courses. Mm-hmm. Because in free courses, it's sort of a, you plan to go when you sign up. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes time to actually get there, something comes up and you're like, uh, I'll be late, but I'll go. And I'll be late. It's like, well, it's three quarters done. What's the point? The next thing you know, I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But if you paid for it, all of a sudden you're there. Mm-hmm. Like sure. that never changes. That's true. Because you value your time. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's discipline. But I mean, it's easy to say discipline. Mm-hmm. And a lot harder to do it sometimes. It's a lot harder. And it's like, how do you pick and choose? Like, okay, you have incoming clients that you can't say no to, or people calling you with last minute urgent requests, or you or you go to the gym. And I'm just like, and I always pick the client over myself. Well, I don't know. It's the truth. It's, it's That might be bad, but it's the truth. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, hmm. Okay, so that's the, yeah, the root. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I'm trying this whole uh, get up early thing myself. And wow. It's hard. What time are you trying to get up at? Well, I've succeeded to wake up at 6 every morning or 6.30, something stupid like that. Oh, God. Um, but today I got up at 5 because I want to make sure I was here on time because I'm coming from the Niagara region. Oh, really? You're coming from far. Yeah. So it was one of those things that, and I had to make a stop on the way. Mm. So it's like, okay. And then there's traffic and I didn't know. What I was, and I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be here early. Mm-hmm. And because I brought a lot of the gear, not just uh, my normal one mic and computer. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I got to set up two. How long is that going to take? Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, you know what? Knowing me, if I wait to the last minute, you'll be here waiting and I'll still be plugging the wires. So <laughs> I thought. Hey, you're planning. I like it. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So then I ended up. Uh, you got a good point there. I didn't even think of that. That's right. Uh, on the ball. <laughs> You're on the ball. That's right. But yeah, so I ended up getting up at five. But believe me, I felt like a Mack truck hit me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I I think it's like a very trendy thing to do. I, to be honest, it's just like Instagram. I think waking up at the crack of dawn is a trendy thing to do as an entrepreneur. I don't think it's uh, needed to be successful. You know what I mean? Like that's it's it's a thing. It's like, let me start my day up. Like this whole thing. I need to drink lemon water. I need to then I'll have my coffee, then I need to meditate, then I need to work out before I start my day, and then I'll answer my emails. And before that, I'm not allowed to check my phone. This is like a very trendy method of entrepreneurship. And I call bullshit on the whole thing. Like, that's what I'm just saying. Like, if you this is not realistic at all. Like, like, maybe for someone that works a nine to five, who knows exactly, and nobody calls them before 8am. But if my client calls me before 8 a.m. with an emergency and I'm in the middle of a meditation, you better believe I'm going to answer it. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say, right? Like, it's also depending on when you start, right? If you're a nine to fiver, you got to be at work at nine. You might take your, you know, earlier time. Mm-hmm. But look, you're also in events. And let's be honest, take a wedding. And a wedding doesn't end till 11. I don't know if you stay till the end or not, but a minimum 11. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't specifically really do weddings, but I now do not stay to the end. I used to, and now my lovely assistant takes over. I just do the, they always want to stay and thank me. And I stay for the, the, the main pork course. And then, and then he takes over and, and, and soon I'm going to be in the U S doing a lot of business there. And he is going to be kind of heading up the proposals here in Toronto. So I won't even be here at all because I can't be in multiple places at once. So it's kind of like that. But um, yeah, I used to stay until the end and I used to be very tired and then I would need like a day off in between. And Bernie, I was like, Bernie, don't call me until the, don't call me until two days after the event. Yeah. But now that's a wash. So I, <laughs> I, I have to work every single day. No days off. Right. Which makes sense. And, and that's the thing, right? So you also just illustrated the importance of having an assistant. Mm-hmm. Did you have an assistant from the beginning? No. No, not from the beginning. Probably uh, maybe two years in or something like that. I'm going to say. Yeah, two years in. And he wasn't with me all the time. Now he's with me all the time. Now he's like attached to the hip, essentially. 
it's like it's like my lifeline. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's really important, but it's not realistic for everybody. But it works for me. So, right, and that's the other thing, right? Like, I was gonna say, like, did you, do you think you hired at the right time, or do you think you should have done it sooner? I think I hired at the right time. Um, you know. I, I didn't really think about it. You know, I went, my assistant went to school with me um, and he, he was also a vet planner. So he knows what he's doing. And he was a good friend of mine. And he's like, you know, I want to get into the industry. And I'm like, well, you know, I have my company. Why don't you come work for me? And it just was kind of like organic. I didn't even think about, is this the right time? I'm just like, yeah, come work for me. That was just how it was. And he's made my life easier ever since. He's a godsend. I mean, I mean, half the time he's like, I haven't ate. He's like, Amber, you haven't ate today. And he's like feeding me smoothies. You know, like if I didn't have him, I'm not sure if I would be, you know, as growing as I am now. So. Right. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's key. Right. And, and that's the thing. The people you work with and surround yourself with is always key. Like your net worth is always based on your network. Yeah, that's right. And you have to just like figure out people that like make up for the the, the things you lack in and he he's a little bit more of like logical and I'm like a I'm all over the place so it's like he helps me balance those qualities you know what I mean you don't want two people in the same room or you're just gonna you know knock heads and it's not gonna bring value to you you need somewhere where you're missing areas that they can fill into those blanks for you so your business can grow you can focus on what you're good at they can focus on what they're good at and you know so on and so on absolutely makes total sense right yeah. and, and it's like you said the key word there providing value which mm -hmm. applies to everything in life yeah right and that's what you're any any entrepreneur that wants to get out there they need to find what value they bring mm -hmm. right so i want to be respectful of your time mm -hmm. and but I, do you have any last uh words for any aspiring entrepreneurs or anybody who's uh trying to figure themselves out um sure um, I would say just start whatever you're looking to start. The, the time will never be right. Just start. You know what I mean? You could, you could plan as much as you can. You could try and perfect whatever you're trying to perfect, whether you're working on your website or whatever like that. It's never going to be perfect. Just launch it and clean it up as you go. And, and, you know, you're going to learn and you're going to live and you're going to make mistakes. And that's a part of it. And you might even fail, but you never ever ever actually fail unless you give up so you just rework the plan just rework the plan that's fine awesome thank you very much for being on the john papaloni show it's my pleasure thanks for having me